Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. It's a Wednesday. I'm in the Ozarks. I think they call it, what do they call it, J.C.? The Queen City of the Ozarks, Springfield, Missouri. J.C. Cole is in the Queen City of New Jersey, which is what exactly? Uh, actually, the Queen City is uh, Plainfield, and um, uh, Newark is the King City. Does every state have a king and queen city? I didn't know I this. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> I don't I gotta know. I got to find but... out. Now I got inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe it's left over from our beginning. I thought it was just a... A statement. I didn't think there was actually an official king and queen city. I remember it because um, when I was younger, the Pontiac dealer was Queen City Pontiac. And I kept on going, why is it called Queen City? <laughs> and of course, your your friend Kevin is from the King City, which would be Newark. Yeah. That's where he's from. He doesn't hang there much. Well, well, that that's a very wise choice. <laughs> <laughs> it only took him sixty years to figure it out. Well, hey, listen, some of us some of us uh, don't don't work too fast either. <laughs> I'm still in New Jersey. Uh, I see no listing of king and queen cities around the nation. I get a list of monarchies around the around the world. Yeah. I get a list of cities named after king and queens. All right. Well, I want to start off with uh, what our mutual friend, Steve Scholes, has sent to me. And he got me in tune with uh, a list I can be on. In the Southwest Power Pool, JC, and you're going to be shocked to learn that this was the case. In the Southwest Power Pool, which is a huge chunk of the Great Plains of America, particularly from the North Dakota border where MISO, the uh, energy system to the north, but from the southern tip of North Dakota to the northern part of Texas is what's called the Southwest Power Pool. The Southwest Power Pool, I might mention, is 15% dependent right now on wind. And on Thursday and Friday, our thir- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of last week, there were alerts sent out to members of the Southwest Power Pool that we were in within 5,000 megawatts of not having enough electricity to meet the demand. And that was on the heels of just after you and I had our discussion last week, the Biden administration announced a moratorium on bringing coal out of a national coal mine, nationally owned coal mine in the Powder River Basin. So the Southwest Power Pool, which has had a declining infrastructure of coal, is going to take another hit. And we're already at the point where we can't keep up. I, I kind of think the electricity is not going to be working 24-7 for a while, or very soon is what I should say. I wish you would have told me that that was coming, JC. I would have got ready. Okay, got it. And of course, adding in, <laughs> adding in that we're not going to have gasoline generators, um, 
and I think there was another issue. Um, it was it was either in Nebraska or Montana. You know, uh, us Easterners get those those big states all confused. Um, but uh, talk judge, about the court case. Yeah, the court case where the judge that was in Mo- Mo- Montana. Montana, and 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 basically said that um, you know you gotta uh, stop using coal. Right. And I'm not well versed on this, but what I understand is that some activist group who formed a 501c3 legal action team found a dozen teenagers and they filed a lawsuit against the coal industry and some judge granted them a, a, a victory. Isn't it just wonderful that we have like twelve-year-olds uh, running our energy system? <laughs> um, Actually, n- not these twelve-year-olds, but I know twelve-year-olds that would be better at running our energy system than what we currently have. Well, yes, um, and uh, it, it, it's what can we say? We're in a blitzkrieg. We're being attacked from all directions. Of course, one of the main ones is our electricity and how uh, dependent we are on it and, um, you know, and how it's linked into our everyday world. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you go to the other end of of the nation, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi have got the EPA raining heavy over them or uh, blaming them for not properly containing their coal ash. And they're looking at fining them significantly, along with Coal Creek Station, Rainbow Energy in North Dakota, who they're also threatening to fine. And if they fine Coal Creek, I know this firsthand, that they will have to shut down for three years to do what it is the EPA says they need to do to continue to produce electricity. So there'll be a three-year shutdown. And this particular energy plant, which is probably the largest in the nation, is so vital to the electricity everywhere. 40% of the electricity exported out of North Dakota and Lignite country comes from this plant. And so it's not just isolated to our part of the world, JC. It's in your back door as well. Yeah. And um, I, 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 yeah. It just leaves us speechless. Well, like what? I don't want to ask. What else can they do? Because then they probably <laughs> figured it out. They already got it figured out. They just haven't show, showed their hand yet. I, I mean, here isn't the. Here, that's not the question. The question should not be what will they do next. It should be what are you doing now? Yes, and 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 we really look like it's survival. Um, you know that uh, you've got to be self-sustainable. Um, um, because when the system breaks, uh, we won't have, we won't have food. We won't have water. Uh, we won't have electricity and, uh, talk about how to control a population. There you are. Um, well, here's the good news. There will be no electricity, which means you won't have the, the TV and the news on. So you won't know your control. You'll just be happier than ever. True. Although they may still send you the bill. <laughs> <laughs> they won't have enough money to run the postal service, so I won't get it. <laughs> right. 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 Now, uh, you can't 
Well, you can't bring back the Pony Express because horse, horses have, uh, um, you know, passed gas also, um, as as everybody knows. And so that, that would ruin you know what? the environment. Hank and I talked about this this week, and I'm glad you brought it up because I just wanted a little, a little refresher course. We talk about the Pony Express, which lasted less than 18 months. And yet there are serious governmental designations from St. Joe, Missouri to San Francisco going right through my part of the world where the government controls the land because we're documenting where the Pony Express was so vital to our nation. It didn't last two years. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think you've got the, the second part is that they're using anything possible to justify their agenda. Um, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the pulling of, carbon dioxide out of the environment. Um, I think you just had a really good uh, discussion with, um, um, uh, was it uh, Kennedy, Robert Kennedy on that? I did. Uh, right. We actually, we didn't talk about the, uh, with their, the vacuum. We talked about the CO2 pipelines, but just in the past on Friday, uh, the Department of Energy announced that they are awarding 1.9 billion in grants to, to mostly universities, some companies and corporations to figure out how to vacuum CO2 out of the atmosphere and then put it in the ground. Right. Uh, just, just a gentle fifth grade science reminder. CO2 is in the atmosphere for a reason to feed plants. We continue to allow them to demonize and line up to take money to help create net carbon zero, which equals death. It's just that simple. All right. I spent too much time talking instead of listening. We'll fix that when we come back with a second segment of Roll Route with JC Cole right after this. I know that I'm barking at the top of my lungs like a dog trying to warn people about what is happening to our infrastructure of electricity, in particular coal-fired coal fired power plants. But folks, it's fast becoming too late. We're allowing this government to destroy the infrastructure of converting a natural resource that we have 800 years worth of left and destroy it. And it's not like you can just turn the engine back on. We have to work at keeping this infrastructure. Get more details about the people and all of the information I'm talking about and what coal has done to improve the environment, not destroy it. It's about improving the environment. Lignite.com. And it doesn't just happen with the coal. It's the people in the coal business. Lignite.com. Welcome back. Rural Route, Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole coming to us from New Jersey uh, just as a point of reference, this morning when my broadcast was streaming, I've been getting along pretty good. And when Kennedy was on with me talking about corporate corruption, we had quite a few disruptions in our broadcast again as it was streaming out. Imagine that, JC. Uh, that's a shocker. Absolutely. So yeah. what I'm going to do tomorrow for the radio audience is that we're going to bypass the Internet and we will bring you what uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had to say about uh, where we're at, corporate corruption, and where we go from here. That'll be on tomorrow. All right. So right. back to today. What's what's going on? Well, the, you know, well, let's let's pick up in um, one of my favorite things uh, last week when I made the the uh, the statement about a um, uh, uh, 
uh, fake alien invasion. Oh yeah. Right. And that, um, um, you know, this was straight out of, uh, Verna von Braun, the father of, uh, NASA. And I said, let's watch the news for the next few weeks and see what pops up that they're trying to prove that there's UFOs and aliens. And none other than <laughs> King Charles has been called upon to release the truth on UFOs and prepare religious um, religions for impact of ET life. So they're calling on the King of England uh, to release the files or put pressure on the British government to release the files. Uh, for a matter of record, that statement occurred 12 hours, within 12 hours of you saying that there would be fake alien invasions soon. Yeah, right. And, you know, and now, now you've got, um, you add in this disaster that happened in Hawaii, um, where anybody with an understanding of the technical weapon systems that we have, you know, comes to the conclusion that it was a direct energy weapon and that this can easily be used in a fake alien invasion. Um, Are you implying home, that that was not a factor of climate change? Um, I didn't mm-hmm. see any cows swimming in the Pacific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you notice that it was the, the fire was biased. It um, it uh, like yeah. uh, it burnt everything to the ground except for certain houses, which it bypassed and didn't touch. And one very nice hotel. I'm curious if anybody's going to do an investigation on who the owners of those houses and the hotel was, but we don't well, want to start any rumors. But isn't that already pretty widely known? I mean, I think I've been told. I don't know that it's accurate, but I've been told. Yeah. It was, yeah. it, was the, it was the same actors as always. It was Oprah, Bezos, Gates, Zuckerberg, and I don't well, know who owns the hotel. I heard that their houses, mansions, um, were, yeah, mansions. Sorry, yeah, um, were were not affected. But that was I didn't think that that was in line with the fire actually sitting right there. And I actually don't know, but I, I saw enough evidence that that it to me it's a direct energy weapon. And uh, there's an incredible interview I sent off to you just this morning by Dave Hodges with some guy that he runs down how strategically important uh, the Hawaiian islands are for us, um, including our space force and, and our com- computer systems and the protection. And it, it really laid out a very uh, good reason. And of course, it's just a coincidence that right after uh, the day after um, the attack that the Chinese came out and said, oh, by the way, we, uh, we've invented a, um, um, a continuous uh, laser system because anybody who dealt with lasers knows that they overheat real quick. Um, but apparently the Chinese have figured out if, if what they said was true, um, how to keep theirs cool and just keep running. Mm-hmm. So basically it um, sounds like... Um, Nikola Tesla's death ray. 
um, which there's is information on. So um, we'll find out some. We can see that there's also a pretty heavy cover-up going on on the information out there. Um, you know, and this is all at the same time where we got other things. I, I sent you, uh, was according to um, Hal Turner, uh, they found the devices that derail uh, trains. And interestingly enough, I heard Cliff Hyde discuss this about six months ago, that there were these yellow blocks that you attach to the train track and it, and, and it um, derails the, the wheels. And sure enough, the picture is a yellow metal block um, on how to uh, derail a train. And um, now I don't know, you know, if they're finding them around or what, but um, the, uh, the statistical analysis of the train derailments is, is in my understanding, off the charts. So again, it's, it's so blatant and in our face because if you're going to have yellow blocks on train tracks, it's, it's going to be visible. People are going to see it. And clearly they don't care. Well, that might be part of it. You know, I remember we had talked that the, they want us to go into, in my opinion and the opinion of others, uh, they want us to go into a civil war. And so in order to, get us upset they have to show that we're uh, being um, basically screwed right um and uh, they're, they're actually doing quite a good job of it um you know and and uh, I, I believe that's 100 percent what it's about they figured out the only way they truly bring about the control that people want of the united states is that we create the chaos internally that's the only way they actually accomplish what they want. If they don't create chaos, and I, I, I didn't get a chance to look it up, but I'm told that the only time in history martial law was implemented in the United States across the board was Abraham Lincoln Civil War. Sounds to me like we're trying to create that, that new civil war to bring about that level of government control. I, I think it's that simple. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I think that's one of the big agendas for the country. Right. Um, and of course, you know, again, attack it on all sides. So if we look again, we had an, another small bank go down in Kansas. Um, and it was, I think it was taken over by the FDIC, which is a private corporation, by the way. Right. But, and, and here's the wonderful comment. You should continue to make payments, including escrow payments, as usual, in terms of your loan. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Please, of course. please don't disrupt your flow of money to our system. Right, right. Remember, if we screw up and don't pay you, um, uh, too bad. But uh, if you screw up and don't pay us, uh, we'll take your house. And <laughs> It's not funny. It's not no, funny. It's not, no, no, and actually... Homelessness in the U.S. is at all time high. I see and, that, and and you know it's like listen. I was a builder. I know how much it costs to really do some fast prefab, and then you get you know uh, you get um, some of these cities like San Francisco trying to put up 
little shacks for homeless people, right? And and they're coming in at like a hundred thousand dollars a pop, and you know, they're like, wait a minute, wait 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 wait, I I I can build that for I can buy it from Home Depot, something pretty s- simple for for uh, you know a few hundred. What what's going on here? So, Did you see where in San Francisco the the federal government told hundreds of employees they could work for home because it wasn't safe to come right. to the the office? It's not safe to come to the office. Yeah. Well, then, then that means they should very shortly ban body armor. <laughs> right? Unbelievable. Like New York. Like we are, Connecticut. This, this is... It's funny when you get what you ask for. It's yeah. rolled out. We're already halfway through the journey. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more after this. Wow. And I want to remind you about beef, the most nutrient-dense food substance on the planet. And certified Piedmontese is not only nutrient-dense, it's very tender. The Great Plains cattlemen work at producing a genetically superior product for tenderness. You'll be able to see this on display at the National Western as there will be a tremendous presence from the Piedmontese breed. Most importantly, just go to the website, check out the products, get more information about the Piedmontese breed at certifiedpiedmontese.com. I know that there are big variations within breeds, and the breed is not always the answer, but in this case, the Piedmontese cattle possess two copies of the myostatin gene, which is the gene that is responsible for muscle growth, and when you have rapid muscle growth with fine little fibers, you have a tender eating experience. Data shows that people enjoy beef when it is tender. That's where we excel. Certifiedpiedmontese.com. Have it delivered to your home. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside JC Cole, who failed to ask me actually why I am in the Queen of the Ozarks, Springfield, Missouri today. I think you're looking for a bunker. <laughs> the Ozarks. Actually, uh, 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 if I found a bunker, it won't be in the Ozarks. I'm just telling you. Yeah, the Ozarks are supposed to be some of the um, some of the safest areas in 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 the entire country. So I should be looking for a bunker. Well, and actually, it's more underground cave, but yes, <laughs> right. You know, yeah, I mean, J- Jesse Ventura did an entire show on it. Was it about ten years ago? Maybe, maybe more on the Ozarks and um, and what's happening there. You know what that means, don't you? Um, no. That it's going to be crowded. So I'm going to go somewhere where they haven't done a show about how how good it is to go to isolation in a place. Well, no, you're assuming that people are smart enough to take action on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true story. (laughs) Which which I wanted to touch on, you know, if we look at what happened in this disaster in in Hawaii, you went from heaven to hell in one day. And, you know, especially, you know, for the people in in that small uh, town. And, and so now, there's a report, desperate residents are looting businesses and robbing people at gunpoint. That's about all they have. Yeah. Right. And, and this is the part about preparing. You can't, you know, some, um, these people now can't prepare after the disasters happen. You got to realize the Soviet Union collapsed in a week. 
right? And so, I mean, you had to be prepared before it collapsed. And, and that's the whole thing that we're focusing on, you know, and we see red flags popping up all over the place on, on uh, basically World War III, um, the collapse of the United States, the Civil War, then collapse of the, the, uh, the Western banking system. Um, there was a board, what is it? Um, uh, Australian banks stopped using cash. Um, wait, wait a minute. What happens if the electricity gets turned off? You know, it's, uh, I mean, there are just so many different things. Fitch warns big banks face downgrades. That's right. After they downgraded the United States government. Right. Um, yeah, the United States government went to, uh, went one step down. You go, has any, oh, wait a minute, has anybody audited the federal reserve? <laughs> yeah. No, so, that's not happened. No. No. And and uh, so we, we've got all kinds of things happening. Poland, Poland goes out and does a massive military parade. OK. Which. You know, you just sit there and scratch your head. Why would you have such a massive military parade unless you're calling up your military and disguising it as a parade? Right, which is what most, um, some of the people believe, and and is moving its army in position to either enter Ukraine or possibly Belarus. Right, of course, if it enters Belarus, the war's on. And and um, wait, 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 just stop for a moment. When was the last time there was a military parade? In I'm thinking which, of Jack. I'm thinking of Jackboot was involved in the world. Well, there's there's uh, always um, one or two in Korea. Um, there was one in. I think uh, the Russians have it pretty much every year. Do they? Uh, yeah, I think it's May the first or May the ninth. Yeah, right, right in Red Square. Not particularly big, but right in Red Square. Um, yes, and I have been to Red Square and took a look at Lenin. Um, I don't know. Uh, so, so this is being positioned that there's that one section between the border of, uh, Poland and Lithuania that's about 40 miles long called the, uh, Suwalki Gap that, uh, Russia has the, um, permission to, um, uh, uh, send goods across by, um, by train to to their uh, Kaliningrad um, enclave, and when that gets cut off, the question is: Will will the Russians and uh, the uh, Belarusians go in and take it, and take that section or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things. But it's all it's all balancing um, right now, and can go south very quickly. It is a matter of balance. You lose your balance, you're in trouble. Right. And, and uh, yeah, so, so we, I, I, it's almost like you don't see any good news, except for actually maybe people are starting to wake up. And, um, you know, certainly on the, um, 
on the uh, clot shot, they're starting to wake up. Um, and then, but we're also uh, getting... there's a guy named Donald Trump that hasn't woke up yet on that. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, and then you remember I said that uh, you've got to collect medicine because you're going to see the return of ancient diseases. Well, we have a typhus, um, um, typhus, uh, I wouldn't call it an outbreak, but a spike in Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, that's treated with antibiotics, uh, doxycycline, um, and which you can actually buy. <laughs> you can buy it as a fish antibiotic. It's not a recommendation. It's not not a recommendation, but um, but you so can buy. you're you're putting this into a whole different context for me because anybody in livestock agriculture knows that probably five years ago we had to get a prescription in order to put any antibiotic in a feed mix. Right. And now as of June, I think it was June 25th, maybe you have to get a prescription in order to get an antibiotic to give an injection to an animal. How ironic is the timing of this one where, you know, the, the, the segment of the population that allows the nation to remain free and without government tyranny is the, the, the individuals within the country that produce the food. And when you take the uh, ability for medicines to be, you know, distributed to the farming population, really as liberal as you want to be, and you remove that, the the timing of it now just seems to be a, a coincidence. Some coincidence, right? And, <laughs> yeah. I I knew that I could do the, throw the word coincidence in there, and it would. Get your goat. It would, it would trigger, yes, it would trigger me, right? And now you even see growing cases of leprosy, which I understand, I think, is a bacteria. Um, um, interestingly enough, reported after the clot shot vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they they found fifty two people went to the clinic um, uh, with um, in London. Right, and had leprosy, and forty nine were vaccinated. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. I think I'll pass. Right. <laughs> just, uh, just as a gentle reminder, the reason JC mentioned that uh, leprosy is a bacteria because antibiotics will work on a bacteria; they do not work on a virus. If a virus exists, right, and diphtheria is a bacteria also, um, which I had a uh, a run in that's how i i learned some of these things is that when um <clears throat> when the, when a, a system collapses or go or let's say a nation social systems collapse so does the social safety net keeping people healthy mm-hmm. and uh, that's that what happened uh in latvia and people stopped um um uh taking certain medicines and uh, diphtheria started to come back. Really? And of course I didn't, you know, this was the disease from my mother's generation. That I had no clue on all I knew of the, that the name um, really um, struck fear and had to get 
I had to get <laughs> up to date very quickly. You know, and imagine, you know, this this disease show up at the largest project in the country with and had four ambassadors. And I had to tell every one of my customer base that we may have been infected with diphtheria. We don't know. And um, there's a possibility of dying in three days. <laughs> you don't you don't find that in the NBA handbook on how to deal with customer relations on that. But yeah. fortunately, fortunately yeah. uh, it did not get to our project, and so we we figured out how to deal with it. But um, but that's a that's a real that was one of the most uh, how would I say um, um, uh, 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 well stunning times that I've had where I was uh, helpless, right? And most of us are pretty you know, pretty uh, MacGyvery and can solve a lot of problems. But if all of a sudden you come up and you, somebody says, you've just been infected with a deadly disease and so, and so has your family. And uh, <clears throat> we don't know what the cure is and you may be dead in three days. And you've got three days to go through <clears throat> some agonizing thoughts um, that, uh this may has have happened by the way that's the same thing with banking where um you know i had to report that my bank was collapsing i responded within an hour of um because the bank wasn't open yet um to pull out as much as i could and i was one of the first so i got my money out but i had to transfer it out and that took three days to clear so, so imagine your entire year's cash flow sitting in the bank. Three days. And and somebody says, um, that bank's going bankrupt and you, you, you transferred it, but you couldn't find out for three days that it cleared. Yeah. Yeah. Roll route. We're going to clear this air right here, right now, back for the last segment after this. You know, there's one area of food production nobody really wants to talk about, and that is pest control. Truth of the matter is that we need technology, we need equipment, and we need service to continue to maintain weed control in those food crops that we grow. Apache sprayers get it done. More details at Simpson Farm Enterprises, simpsonfarm.com or highplainsapache.com. Welcome back. Rural Route, Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole joining us from New Jersey, walking through how everything has three days. You have three days to figure it out, whether it's diphtheria or if your money is transferred out of your account to another bank. Where do you transfer it to? Another bank that's going broke? Where do you transfer it to? Well, you know, you you had actually exactly that. There was another bank. Um, uh, It was my bank that was going down not the other banks and so you transfer it to another bank um and uh, fortunately i had a bank account theirs but still it took three days and by the way i've been through five banking uh, crashes and by the time i got to number five this is old hat yeah you know it's like oh i heard that uh so-and-so bank is going down move the money within half hour (laughs) 
<laughs> well, what do you think we should do? Move the money within a half hour. <laughs> that, that I mean, that that's, that's at, at some point that you got to get the money out of the bank because they're all going to go down. Well, and uh, in in the yes, there have been cases in our history. I think it was the Louisiana uh, John 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 uh, Law uh, collapse. Um, um, back in the 1700s. But yes, you have to think about what are you going to use for currency in exchange? And, you know, a lot of the preppers get into, well, we're going to barter. Well, that, that can somewhat work, but that gets a little bit clumsy. So it's almost like a toolbox. How many tools are you going to have? Just a hammer and a saw? Or are you going to expand on your toolbox so that's you know silver gold even some of the cryptos um um uh, uh, cash physical cash because the theory is if the system goes down physical cash will still work for a while right and and of course it could be just a temporary thing like um like look at hawaii that that uh what are those people going to do if the electricity doesn't work right well, physical cash still works. That happened with uh, Hurricane, um, um, was it um, uh, the hurricane that hit uh, Long Island in New York? Oh, uh, yeah. Right. You uh, know, they. I don't remember name. Right. And they, they, they ended up not having electricity for weeks. So, how do you buy anything? Well, physical cash. And so, so you've got to have. Um, you know, a, a whole collection of tools in the, um, you know, in the in the monetary system, you might say. So, well, you have uh, goat's milk you can barter. Well, that's the whole thing is that yeah, you have bartering, but what if somebody doesn't want goat goat's milk, or or you have a cow? What if somebody doesn't want one thousand pounds of of steak, right? You 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 have to understand that uh, um, uh, we need an exchange system um, that that's flexible, and so there's only a few. One's gold, that's bigger. Um, silver, that's smaller right now. Silver is probably about twenty five dollars an ounce, <clears throat> um, although you can't buy it for that, which is a hint. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> but um, um, and and uh, uh, cryptos, if you trust the crypto, and they actually had a couple mm-hmm. of cases like this. I think it's um, oh when um when uh, Argentina collapsed in 1990, they went to their own um, uh, little marketplace, made up their own currency, and exchanged their own currency, and I think. Um, Someplace in New York, um, it's not Binghamton, um, Syracuse. Syracuse has its own little currency that works in the um, in the county. I think they're called Syracuse dollars, right? Although I'm not sure they're allowed to name it a dollar. I, I, I got to challenge you a bit on this. I, I would rather have food that I can barter than cryptocurrency. I can I can control the food. I can't control what's going on with the crypto. Because well, no, no matter what, when people get hungry, goat's milk is always going to be of value to somebody. 
right. But you're missing the point is that you, you, uh, I'm not arguing that food isn't important. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that you have to have multiple tools. Yeah. I actually forgot my wallet one time and went and filled up my, my, uh, big, um, diesel and, and, uh, and went to the guy and I said, look, I forgot my wallet. And he goes, you know, um, you, you have to pay. You're not allowed to leave. And I said, well, 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 wait a minute. Here's a, here's a solid gold coin <laughs> worth, worth about five times what my cost of gasoline was. And he looked at me. I go, here, listen. Just, I'll he leave didn't there. know what it was. It, he didn't know what it was. He goes, I don't know what that is. He goes, it's, it's, it's a solid gold coin. And he goes, if you leave, I'm going to the police. Right. And so um, I was I, once going through the Newark, New Jersey turnpike somewhere in New Jersey. I think it was Newark. I was headed to uh, New York City, I think. And uh, I don't remember the situation, but I could not pay for. Oh, and they did not take a card at the time. This is a long time ago. You had to have cash to pay to go through this turnpike. I said, I don't have any cash, which I always carry cash, but at this point in time, I didn't have any on me. He said, you got to have cash. It was, it was like two bucks. I mean, it was a little, a little small amount. And I said, well, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. He said, you want me to work for you? What do you want me to do? I don't have it. He said, go on. So I thought he let me go. He didn't let me go. No. You know what I, you know what I got in the mail two weeks later? $30 <laughs> ticket. <laughs> My $2 charge plus a $30 ticket. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And I didn't give him any information about who I was or anything in a rented vehicle. And they were able to track it all back and find me and mail me a ticket. <laughs> right. Right. But, but they can't find $2.3 trillion, <laughs> but they can find your, your, your $2 ticket. Uh, yeah. By the way. Okay. So August, August, August the 14th, 1935. Social Security Act becomes law. Oh, is this going to be a problem? Because there's so many people depending on Social Security that when that breaks, it's a social safety net and the net's gone. Uh, it's going to be quite painful. Is there a significant number of people that depend upon Social Security? I think so. I wonder if I can find that out while you go on. Right. And here's one for um, some of us older folk. August 15th, 1969. Right. Woodstock Festival opens at Yazger's Farm. 400,000 attendees. Okay. I was a bit young. Uh, yeah. 400,000, really? That No wonder that's a big deal. Yeah, 400,000 hippies show up <laughs> on some guy's farm. Oh, boy, the neighbors were upset. Um, yeah, and I don't think that I, – I I don't think that they paid. I think it was, like, free or something like that. I'm not yeah. really sure. You know, I, I think I was only, like, 11 at that time. Um, so, okay, backing up. In 2020, 70 million people. 70 million, so that's a significant percentage of the population, received some benefit from Social Security Administration. 5.8 million 
were newly awarded benefits. So there's five, 10%, almost 10% addition people added to the Social Security payments in one year, 2020. 55% are women, 55% are disabled, and 86% receive supplemental security income because of a disability or blindness. All right. Yeah. This will be a nightmare. There's a lot of people, millions and millions of people dependent upon social security payments. Crazy. That, that, that's that. Yes. And, and, you know, for a while, those people like the handicapped people, that's, you know, what they exist on. And uh, the only thing that's, you know, the, the regional towns will have to pick it up. Um, it's going to be a nightmare, right? So, August seventeenth, eighteen oh seven, we had talked on this one. Um, Robert Fulton's uh, steamboat begins its first trip up the Hudson River. That was Fulton's folly, and you know that changed transportation. Yeah, in a big way. And if you remember, occasionally coming across steam engine. <laughs> Steam engine tractors weighing a few a few tons, right? I, and I always I always see some of those at the old steam engine fairs, and I wonder what happened when you got that stuck in the mud. It was there till it dried, <laughs> right? So, and here's one that almost none of you will know: August eighteenth, twelve oh one. Yeah, I'm out. I'm not even going to pretend that I could come up with this one. The Siga, uh, the the city of Riga, which is where I spent 18 years, is founded. So oh, Riga, wow. Riga's 12, 1201. and then you come to the United States, which is 1776, and you got ah, uh, you got a you guys are a little on the youngsters, youngsters. Yeah, 500 years behind here. Right. So, so they um one minute, JC. One minute. Well, I think I think we're 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 heading into some really difficult times, obviously, and that's picking up. And you got to prepare. I mean, just look look what happened in uh, in Hawaii. You know, you, these people actually, some of them didn't even have time to get out. You have to have your, you know, your get out bag packed to the, so that you can uh, escape quick and with your pets and with your kids. Right and and have some form of fallback, or you could put your kids in front of your pets. It it, it depends on the kids and the pets, right? (laughs) (laughs) We we have successfully journeyed down the road connecting food producers to food consumers and their pets. For J.C. Cole and Trent Luce, both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. And as we close out today, I want to remind you about the culture, the history, the heritage of the National Western Denver, Colorado. You know, it started as a celebration of all things that involve resource harvesting, production, and consumption. And that's exactly what we're going to get back to. There's going to be every aspect of the National Western that you've been accustomed to. But what we are bringing back in a big way is get back in touch with the real world of food production, resource providing, and protecting those resources. We're going to have more commercial cattlemen there in 2024 than any time in recent history. 
that wouldn't be hard, actually, but it's going to be bumped up in a big way. It's going to be a celebration of life, to be honest. NationalWestern.com, January 2024.